trying to talk to you in high school Couldn't even get a look cause you were too cool But now we're older and we're playing by the new rules We lived and learned cause it's Hello again everybody and welcome back to Card Advantage I am Clues, one of your faithful hosts And joining me as always is your other faithful host, Rich Rich, how are things? Things are well That is good We live in exciting times Would you agree with that statement? Most of the time. Yes, sometimes that's good excitement, sometimes that's bad excitement, sometimes... But it's excitement. Yeah, at least it's excitement. So, uh, this is going to be kind of a strange episode, because uh, we are going to do something we never do, and that's engage in wild, baseless speculation about things that we have very little experience with. So... We've never done that before. Long-time listeners of the show will realize this is a huge departure from us. Uh, folks who are new to the show, uh, we don't do this all the... Okay, all that stuff I just said is lies. We do it all the time. and All the time. Yeah, pretty much. But we had not yet had a chance to really dig into the new Modern Masters. So Modern Masters 2015 is just around the corner. And when I say just around the corner... I mean that by the time people listen to this, uh, they'll probably be ready to play. I mean, this this releases here real, real soon. Does uh, it? Yeah, so actual release. You know, this is kind of a thing that uh, not everybody may be aware of. Modern Masters 2015 actually releases before Grand Prix Vegas. So the weekend before GP Vegas and uh, the, the other two, which are, what, Utrecht and... I want to say Chiba? That kind of sounds right. The other two places. You know, so we're going to have this, this worldwide release of, uh, uh, or this worldwide Grand Prix event where we have the three Modern Masters sealed events that are going on. But the actual set releases the week before that. So if you are really, really lucky, your local game store might have some sort of an event going on, uh, that weekend, which is the weekend of May the 23rd. 3rd and 24th are the Saturday and Sunday. So, we're about to talk. It's releasing Memorial Weekend? Yes, yes, that is. We'll, we'll, we'll come to that in a minute too. Okay. So, uh, but first, but first, I want to caution everyone who's listening. We are going to engage in some discussion about cards we have not played together. Like at all. Like we have not sat down and actually played any of these at all. We don't actually know how this set functions. I think I know. We can make some guesses, and that's what we're going to do here tonight. We're going to talk about some of the cards. We're going to talk about some of the design decisions. We're going to talk about some of the other decisions, including but not limited to, oh, hell, let's just do it right now. That release date. Hey, it releases a Memorial Day weekend. That's great. Or maybe it's the other one. People are free. Well, yes and no. I mean, people are quote-unquote free, but hey, what do most folks do over Memorial Day weekend? Get hammered. Well, okay, some folks get hammered, but no, most of them travel, right? Well, you, you go and visit you family, hammered? you go someplace. Not everybody gets hammered. You don't know. Well, no, actually, I think I can say with uh, with pretty good certainty that not everyone gets hammered. Mm, Somebody's got to drive, right? Like. But then they drive two places to get hammered, then they stay there. And some people have to work. But anyway, it's, it's Memorial Day weekend, and I, 
I don't think that releasing a set on a major holiday like that is a good idea because too many people have other plans, plans with family, family that might not agree that, you know, staying inside for nine hours and playing a card game is really the way to spend time. Maybe now, they did that because it's not it's not a full release, it's a limited release. We we call those people wrong, by the way. It's a perfect opportunity to stay inside for like nine hours and play a card game. But maybe it is for that reason. It's possible. I I get the feeling that it had more to do with being constrained by the release of other products and possibly even by being constrained by the GPs themselves. Because I mean think about this. Uh, you know, we had Tim Shields on here uh, uh, several episodes ago, and we talked about the difficulties of finding venues to run large events, that there's a limited number of places that can actually do that. And even then, there's a limited number of time slots you can get into those because other events want to happen there because magic is not the only thing in the world. Sometimes what? it feels that way. I, I know. I know. Uh, we're just rocking Rich's world here tonight. But... Uh, to try and have three venues in three separate countries capable of holding record-breaking numbers of participants had to have been a very, very tricky thing to do, no doubt. So they may have just been constrained by, hey, we have to release this set before that event, so let's do that the weekend before, which happens to be Memorial Day. Oh, well, now... To our international listeners, I apologize that we're being very uh, U.S.-centric on this, but it, it is what we have experience with. So, you know, I, I, I know people personally who are not playing next weekend because they have plans with family that they, that they can't get out of, that they feel is more important. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't like the release. So there's, there's let's, say, let's call it strike one. That's what I'm going to call it. Okay. Strike one. Now... Do we do we want to continue with uh do we want to dig into the set first? Do we want to take a look at some of these cards? Because you and I have not had any real chance to discuss the cards that are in this set since it's been fully uh let's call it spoiled, previewed, shown, revealed. Revealed. Let's go with revealed. Let's go revealed. Okay, so since it's been revealed, we have not had a chance to talk about this set. So first, let's not talk about how it functions as a limited environment let's not talk about any of that let's just talk about the cards this is card advantage so let's just talk about the cards what do you think of the cards in this set disappointing okay so your first instinct is disappointing just just looking at the cards i mean so when they first started spoiling stuff they showed some cool stuff they showed goif which is something people want to get their hands on they showed karn one of the best planeswalkers ever printed in my opinion um, then they showed, like, you know, Metal Champion, who's cool, he's unique, um, he fits in a few strategies in modern, so... Yeah, you're talking about Etch Champion? Thank you, Etch Champion. What did I say? You said Metal Champion, which, you know, that's fair. But Etch Champion, yeah. So, I mean, so there's those were, like, the big three previews that we got, like, for the longest time, right? Yeah. And, uh, and um, Emrakul, which is just really to get him more wide release, so I think his price drops a little bit, because he was getting a little bit ridiculous. Yeah, just a touch. And so those are the four cards we had for a while, and it's like, oh, okay, I, I can I can see where they want. The artifacts will be a theme again. We'll have Metalcraft and um, you know Eldrazi. So, you know, it's a nice rare mythic, you know. But then the rest of the cards started coming, and it's um, it's almost like a bad core set. Ooh, a bad core set. Okay, what? I'm not disagreeing. 
I just I just want to let's tease out this idea a little bit. What what makes it a bad corset? What makes a good corset for that matter? Well, even though the corsets are kind of spread out through everything, they still kind of have this thing that ties them all together. Oh, okay. So like at least, at least the colors are kind of tied together somehow. Mhm. And there's like obvious and not so obvious inner working strategies, but this is just it feels like they took a real big hodgepodge and just kind of threw them all together. Okay, okay. I'm again. I'm definitely not going to disagree with you on. I mean, there's definitely some like individual cards they're printing, which I think are awesome. Uh huh. And then there's some of them like just like, why is Flash Freeze here? <laughs> and I get it's great, you know, that some of the stuff like that's nice for a limited environment. But if I'm paying a premium for this pack, I don't want a fat Flash Freeze. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna table the premium for now. Okay, we're gonna, have, I mean, we're gonna come back to that too. But I'm I have 18,000 flash freezes from all the corsets I've played. I don't need more. I don't need to pay a premium pack price for a flash freeze. Right. I just think that stuff like that, I get where you're trying to form a limited environment, but you know what? The first Modern Masters did that just fine without putting stuff like flash freeze in. Okay, okay. Again, I, I think that we should maybe Table the value discussion for now, but I promise we'll return to this, it. This this isn't even value. It's not even value of the cards. It's just we don't. It's cards I don't want. Okay. Okay. So it's you're, cards that I have so many of. It's I understand not everything can be what we're trying to you know get stuff that's hard to find in modern. It that all that has to be that, but it doesn't have to be what I've had ten thousand of because it's been in almost every core set. Right. It's not, it's not even the value of the card. It is the fact that it's a card that is easy to come by that I've had thrown at me forever. Right. That's not what Modern Masters should be. I shouldn't see cards that are corset staples because ah. they're not hard to come by. Okay. So let's see if I can, uh, it, it, it feels too mundane. It doesn't feel special. That's what yes. you're saying. Okay. So lack of special. I mean, they could, they could honestly have called this um, Magic's, um, you know, M15 or M16. I, I wouldn't blink an eye at it. Yeah, it's, you just wouldn't notice. It would just be, yeah, that, that seems that way. It's a corset. It's a nice corset. It's got some de- decent mythics, but it's a corset. Right. But that's not what this is. This is Modern Masters. This is something different. So you're saying that there's a, there's a higher standard we should be seeking here. At least they said it with the last one. Okay. Well, again, I want to I want to come back to all of these things, but first, first, hold on. Let's let's just look. What do you like? What cards do you see that you do like? How about that? Okay. Uh, Spectral Procession. Okay. Amazing. They printed that. Excellent. I like it too. Uh, I mean, we of course have the big three. We've got all of the Eldrazi here. It's great to which, see them again. We'll, we'll table that for later. Yeah. Well. Okay. Now, whether they work, that's that's a whole other thing. But I think it's good to see them. Not even work. I just don't think it's necessary because I, Emrakul sees modern play. Sure. The other ones are expensive because of Commander. Uh. Yes. Yes. But, but again. Okay. Okay. Again. Again. This is this is this is for later in the show. I just don't see the purpose of wasting three mythic slots on Eldrazi. Now they hold. Yes, I do think it's a waste. They hold a special place in my heart because, as as you know, I started in Zendikar block. Right, and, and Ulamog will always hold an extremely special place for me too because he was my first Eldrazi I ever opened. Yeah, he was my first Mythic I ever opened. So, but back to cards I like. Um, I like the I like Tezzeret the Seeker. Of course, yes. Uh, now, yes. hey, would you have preferred to see the other Tezzeret? No. No. 
other Tezzerids, I, for one, I have a lot of. Sure. Two, um, he's not ridiculously priced. Sure. And he's he, he's easier to come by, whereas this Tezzerid is not easier to come by. Okay, he's also a vintage staple, by the way, this Tezzerid. Of course he is. He f- paid fi- find, find your moxes for free. Yep. I mean, that's that's ridiculous in itself. Yeah. Um, I like Bitter Blossom. I don't like its rarity. Okay, so, yeah, Bitter Blossom is mythic here. I don't think it's a mythic card. I think people are so afraid of what fairies was. Yes. That Bitter Blossom is getting so much price and rarity power creep on it because of what it was. It's not that anymore, though, especially in this set because it's played in draft. It's not the same. Right. Well, okay, so they did have to build it both for draft and for uh, sealed, right? I suppose you're right. I mean, I guess I understand. I do understand that, but it's like I just don't feel. I feel that's a that's a rare. Okay. I don't feel it's as powerful. I mean, I then again, I also didn't think Dark Confidant needs to be mythic either. But I really think those are price protecting. Yeah. And so. uh originally Bitter Blossom was a rare when it was first printed uh but, back in Morning Tide, but they've shifted it to Mythic here. So they made they a also, decision to do this. Well remember Mythic wasn't an option during Morning Tide. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I thought Mythic was introduced in Nope, introduced in shards, because remember the first set of planeswalkers ah. were rares. Okay, okay. You are you are correct. That was before my time, so I was a little confused there. Um I like Gutshot. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll come back. I'm gonna just jot down gut shot here. We'll come back to that. Honestly, I'm really only finding a few cards in each color that okay, I like. Okay. What, what about Elishnorn? How can you not love Elishnorn? I do love Elishnorn. Well, the fact that she's being pre-printed or not, it doesn't really mean she's not really a modern thing outside of gifts. Like, I get she's nice power, um, <laughs> but I really don't. Get why she's she's not a modern guy. I guess um, I guess some um, Tron decks run her as well. Yeah, but she's not. I don't think she's rock your world outstanding. Right. I mean, she is. She is. But like for, I'm just so focused on what this is for modern that she feels like kind of like the five dra- the dragons were the dragon mythics. Oh, so you're putting I mean, her in the dragon? Because I'll be I, honest, I'm more of like I'm more of that. This that's a nod to commander. Okay, because like, the the like dragons a, I I did not care for at all in the first Modern Masters. Right, and I just like some people said these are booster packs for mod for Commander, which they kind of were because some of the rares they chose that way. And I think that's what Alice Norn is like. She's and partially that's what the other two Eldras here for. It's kind of like up oh, hey here's the Commander people. Yeah, and so because she because I, I just don't see her fitting well in Modern. Because she just, she doesn't, she's not, I mean, did some pod decks ran her, but not really. Yeah, and pod's no longer a thing. Uh, I find it, I like that they print, I like Mystic Stink, that's really cool. Although a lot of people don't play with it, but I think that card's just awesome. Uh-huh. Um, I don't understand printing the old Ghost Council. I just don't get it. Uh, yeah, uh, the old uh, step uh, Ghost ghost Dad, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the new art for Shadow Mage Infiltrator, and yes, I know it's not Bob, but they can't, or not Bob, Finkel, but they did, they're doing, they're giving, um, the Bob the same treatment. Finkel's the same treatment. Yeah, well, they've said that, uh, they don't want to, uh, they, they are purposefully, because those cards were tied to the people, that when they get reprinted, they're not using the same art on purpose. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. I like the new art. I think it looks awesome. 
Um, I like Glint. I like that they're printing um, Glint Hawk Idol and uh, Mox Opal. Yeah, the Mox Opal. I'm very happy about the Mox Opal. That uh-huh. is a card that I, I I don't think anyone doubted that it would be here, but it's really good to see it. I like Sunforger. That card's just sweet. Uh huh. I don't. What I another thing? Well, Fulminator Mage clearly is awesome because that card is just awesome. Sure. I don't. They took a lot of um, a lot of cycles and didn't print the cycles. Like we have two guild mages, we have a couple lieges, um, a couple guild leaders. It's like <clears throat> okay, we also I, have uh, two commands, right? Not all of them, just, just two yeah, of them. Yeah, I just like you t- they took some cycles and they broke them up a little bit. I just don't understand why. I mean, I understand why because you didn't want to fit them all in because you can't. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess they're trying to, you know, it feels like oh, guild, you know the. Um, Creekwood Leash, all right, really trying to make something out of green, gra- green black, and it kind of gives people some, hey, green black's a thing, I guess. Yeah, to me, the, uh, the lack of complete cycles just feels weird, right? It just it, feels unfinished. There's, there's something unsettling about it. It does. Um, I'm honestly not seeing too much in green besides Ant Queen. I think Ant Queen's cool. She's just a cool card. Uh huh. Um, even though she's Nova Hire, I, that's um. I was I gonna like say, that, what about I Nova like Hire? that that's being reprinted because it needed to be. Yes, yes, it did. I don't think it'll do a drastic um price adjustment, but um, I uh, I don't know why they did Prime Time because Prime Time's really not played in modern. I have my guesses and, as to why Prime Time is there. And uh, what's your guesses? Because it's not in Community Commander, so it's <laughs> not a Commander nod. Okay, okay, so let's go ahead and start to shift into some things that I see as problems. Uh, I'm, I'm not yet ready to write off this set in any way, so don't take anything I'm about to say as, uh, as an indication of that. I have reservations about the set, uh, particularly comparing it to the original Modern Masters. It just doesn't feel as strong to me. And I think part of that may be because the original Modern Masters was so special, because it was the first time they'd done this. And so it was exciting, no matter what. It was like, hey, this is a cool card. I've never played this before, because it was just before I played. So let's do it, yeah! And in the original Modern Masters, I feel like there were easy-to-see archetypes and themes that you could build around that were very, very clear. It was like screaming neon lights. It's like, yeah, I can totally do giants because look at all these giant cards, you know, those sorts of things. But here, I I don't think there are as many. But the reason that prime time is here, I think, is, okay, so let's let's jump back to the three Eldrazi. So you're, you're saying two of those slots are wasted. Okay, and I'm not yes. necessarily going to disagree with you. We've got some big things here in this Modern Masters. We've got uh, the three Eldrazi Titans, which if we only had one of them, it would feel like this, the cycle wasn't quite full, uh, first of all. We also have some other big things like Iona, right? I mean, hardcasting Iona is not easy. Uh, Elish Norn, seven mana, that's not super easy. Uh, so we do have some big things to do. So you'd think, oh, okay, that must mean that there's some sort of ramp strategy that we can use. Yeah, there's not a lot of ramp in here. There's some, but, you know, if you're trying to draft, man, if you first pick an Emrakul, because that's what you opened, which, by the way, is probably the correct move, uh, but so you oh. first pick that Emrakul, uh, now you got to find a way to cast that bastard, because he costs 15. And I'm going to wish you the best of luck with that. 
I don't know that you're going to get there. But something like Primetime does give you that opportunity. He is mana acceleration, and I think he was included because he's mana acceleration. But that requires two mythics. Yeah, so there there we go. Now we come to the next problem. When you identify things that synergize well, because I think it's harder to find these synergies now. When you do identify things to synergize well, it's magical Christmas land that you need to get there. Right? So we've got we got our first pick Emra cool. Well, now what? Well, now I need to get there. To get there, uh ooh, what if I had that Eye of Ugin? Eye of Ugin is perfect for this. Yeah, that's another rare. Yeah, good luck with that. Uh, prime time? Yeah, that's a mythic. Good luck with that. Yeah, that's just... Uh, oh, I know, uh, Mox Opal. That will help. But Mox Opal, that, isn't that uh, a rare as well? It's a mythic rare. Oh, it's a mythic, yeah. So Mox Opal's a mythic, so good luck with that. Um, I think we have... Do we have Everflowing Chalice back? No, I don't... I, I could be wrong, but I don't think so. See, I thought that... Yeah, no, 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 it is in here. Although it Everflowing is? Chalice is only an uncommon, so at least that helps. I mean, I just, it feels like they just try to slow down the format. Oh, it, they definitely tried to slow down the format. So let's, let's take a look at one of the things you can easily point to to prove that. What was the mana fixing in this set? The Karoo Lands. It's the Karoo Lands, and the Karoo Lands are slow, right? They enter the battlefield. Because they're not mana, they're not, I mean, they're mana fixing, but they're definitely not, they're not mana acceleration. They are certainly not, they're, if anything, they slow you down, right? Because they come in tapped. And you have to return a land to use them. So let's say, uh, turn, okay, you can put one down, turn one, except that no, no, you can't because you, you had to return a land. So you're just going to put it back in your hand. Way to go. You'll make it, that mistake just once, by the way. Well, and here's another problem for, that I have. Just to me, that just, just doesn't make sense to me. Why put in Blink Moth and not Ink Moth? Why uh, okay. not both? Yeah, so I think the reason that we have Blink Moth but not Ink Moth is there's no other poison in this. There's no other there, effect in there's this. There's Wither. There's Wither, but Wither is not Infect. I know, but still. And one of the other themes that you do see is Proliferate. And if you put in any, any poison source and Proliferate, you've created a broken deck very quickly. The guy at the table who opened up, or gal, who opened up the Ink Moth Nexus is at a huge advantage, particularly since there's... I, is there any land destruction? I think there might be one red Fal- spell. Fulminator Mage. Oh, Fulminator Mage. Okay, so there's there's a tiny bit of land destruction. But, but like, Ink Moth's a creature. There's creature. There's kill spells for creatures. There, there is creatures, and there is artifact removal. Yes, okay, so it's not it's not a, a sure thing, but... I mean, you got a point. I didn't realize there was no other effect, which is yeah. another, another thing. Why isn't there Infect? Infect is a modern deck. It isn't a popular modern deck. Right. So supposedly they tried it and it didn't play well. And my guess is oh, the reason... Does, does, does Infect play well with anybody? No. And I was going to say, and I think the reason for that is because Infect was a mistake that never should have happened in the first place. And there we you go. Need, you need to get over that clues. It's, hey, it's, look. It's, it's over. Look, I, I was hurt by Infect. I get it, but it, it's it's over. Yeah, well, hopefully, be nice if we could go back in time. I need to call. I I, I need to make place a call. I need I need sorry. Hey, we did that. We 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 went back in time. They just fixed dragons. They didn't fix an effect. Man, why do you have to go do that? Oh, I forgot. We've got Artisan of Kozilek and Umalog's Crusher too for our ramp deck earlier that we can't actually ramp to. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that's why why Prime Time was here 
just to go back to that original point, is that and, he's man acceleration. And honestly, right now, looking at Goyf, yeah. Goyf feels beyond force strictly because it's Goyf and they want him in the set. Yeah, okay, so now let's come to the things that uh, not only don't seem to contribute to a theme, but just kind of stick out and go, why is this here? And I'm going to go ahead and put on that list Tarmogoyf. I'm also going to put on that list Dark Confidant. It's strictly uh, because they're the two of the most expensive cards in Modern. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I get it. We want these cards, but what do they add to the set? All they add no, is, is is cash monies. They add the values. That's it. They add value, and they add what people are going to want to draft first pick, even though this is t- terrible for their draft. Right. So let's let's pause in this discussion for a moment and ask the following. What purpose does this set serve? What is it trying to do? Uh, do you want me to answer what Wizard's goal is, or do you want me to answer based on the cards I see? Uh, let's let's go with uh, what what Wizard says, or or not not based on the cards that we're seeing, but just just conceptually. If you're creating a set, a limited set like this, that's going to be a limited release set, what is its purpose in life? Why did someone make it? To help get people into modern. Okay, so it's a gateway. To make cards that are hard to get more easier, a bit more available. Okay, so or, we want to we want to ease demand. Because you can't open a pack of Tarmogoyf anymore unless you're playing Modern Masters. Right. So we want to ease demand for high-profile cards. Sure. Anything else? Um, a very unique limited environment. Okay, so we need a good limited experience. Okay, so I think that it's it's fair to say that those are our three basic tenets that we need to to fulfill here, right? I th- I think that's the goal of what Modern Masters is. Not even this set, just what Modern Masters idea is. Okay, so to really be a gateway, you have to be able to have people play it, right? Would you agree that that's a fair statement? That's the, I think that's everything Wizards shoots for is for people to play their game. And in fact, the more people who play it, the better it works as a gateway. True. Okay. And also, would you agree that for it to function well as a gateway, we need that third pillar, that good limited experience? We need that because it's a limited set. Because that's what's going to sell it more than anything else. And if the limited environment sucks, nobody's going to like it. Nope. And then it's a poor gateway. Because it's one of their selling points. It's one of the selling points of what the set was. That was a huge selling point of the first one. Okay, so now, to ease demand, we need to print enough of it that the number of cards that we put out actually helps demand, right? Didn't help last time. It did not. Now, last time gets a little bit of a pass here, right? Because they, they didn't know if it was going to work. So it was extremely limited. Yeah, so they hedged their bets. It was very, very conservative in their print run. Okay, so if you have a limited print run, does it work well as a gateway is my first question. Do enough people get to play it for it to function well as a gateway? No. No, I I agree. Uh, If it's a very limited release, does it ease demand? No. Okay, no. Uh, If it's a limited release, do you actually have a good limited experience? Can be. It can be, but here's the, re- the problem. The limited release doesn't actually impact the limited experience other than the fact of the rarity of finding it and the price you're paying to play it. Exactly. You may not even get that experience if it's too limited of a release. Nope. I mean, so, I played multiple Modern Master drafts, and I never paid less than 30 
Yeah. Uh, okay. So now, now let's go to that. Let's go to that. The, the, well, first, so I think the limited release fails on all three of these. It, it comes closest to not failing on the good limited experience because maybe if you do get to play, the limited experience is great. Okay. They're so terrified of upsetting the secondary market. That's what they're terrified of. They are terrified of crashing it. I agree. They're terrified of people getting upset that Goif is no longer a hundred dollars a piece, and it's actually probably more than that. Right yeah, now. it's I close like, to two hundred actually. A piece. Yeah, I don't know what it's done regardless since Regardless of art, regardless of art. Uh, actually, let me let me just check that real quick because I haven't looked at a Goif price. What, confidants like eighty. Um, what do you? What's his? Ember Cool was trending up closer to sixty last time I looked. Uh, let's see here. Tarmogoyf these days is running about 200 bucks. Yep. So that's totally gonna, that, that totally worked. Uh, and, uh, Dark Confidant, I think was when last I checked him around a hundred. Uh, let's just double check that here. Dark Confidant, uh, ooh, he's actually come down quite a bit. Uh, he is in non-foil around 60 these days. Wow. But you know what th- that, that is? That is not Modern Masters. That uh, no. That is Jund falling out of favor. That is Jund falling out of favor, yes. Uh, okay, so limited release is a problem for all three of these. Okay, so what about this, this premium price tag? So uh, I'm, I'm going to actually digress here. I love I'm, to digress. I'm, I'm, I'm going to point this out there. I thought first Modern Masters, Modern Masters 2014 or whatever they wanted to call it, yeah. was worth the premium. Okay, and how much was a pack of the original Modern Masters? MSRP. I want to say eight, seven to eight dollars. Yeah, I want to say it no, was like in I the... think M- I want to say some MSRP was seven, but most, I think my store was selling them for at first eight and then they went up to like twelve. Right. Right. So uh, let's, let's just you, compare MSRPs here. You won't find it. No, you won't. But let's let's just pretend for a moment. Okay. Uh, so uh, the first Modern Masters was eh, around seven eight bucks, right? Uh, so I think it was six ninety nine originally. Yeah, okay. something so like just that. Call it seven bucks. The new Modern Masters, you know what the MSRP on that is? Eight eight ninety nine. Ten. Not even worth it. The MSRP of the new Modern Masters is nine ninety nine. Did they get mad that stores were making a killing? I, I don't understand. Now, it's possible. Now, now bear in mind that the MSRP is not necessarily what they're selling them to the stores at. That's not right. the wholesale and, price. And, and I understand that. I know that. It's but. actually possible that what they did was they they took what the original Modern Masters was actually selling at and tried to adjust the MSRP closer to that. Which, if that's what they did, that makes sense. It is, but... There's less value in this set than the first one. Yeah, and you and I both know that even if that's what they did, stores are going to jack up their prices above MSRP, not Always. above the old MSRP. Some right? stores were able to successfully sell out at fifteen apiece. That's du- that was double than it, more than double that MSRP. That is crazy. And if stores want that same markup, they're gonna sell them for like twenty. And the thing is. Some people will still buy it. I won't. I will not buy a pack of this set for more than MSRP. And even then, I'm still questioning whether I'd want one. Yeah. Okay, so this premium price tag, this $10 a pack, you know, even if we pushed it back to $7 a pack, any, I mean, a normal MSRP for a, bo- a current booster pack, a current normal booster pack is $3.99. From looking at this set, I would not pay more than MSRP. 
ever of a, a regular pack. So with this enhanced MSRP, don't get me wrong, it it contributes, and here's where I was going to digress. It contributes to the feeling that it's special. So here's here's where I'll I'll digress. I am a person who enjoys a glass of wine. Okay, I'm I would I would consider myself a wine drinker. I'm not a wine snob. I'm not a wine expert, but I I enjoy a bottle of wine. He's, he's a wine drunk. It's 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 just called what it is. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. N- not true, but let's go with that. <laughs> so, if you take people who are wine tasters, even professional wine tasters, and you tell them that the price of the bottle of wine that they're tasting is like $20, and then later you give them the exact same wine and you tell them that the price of the bottle of wine that they are tasting is $100, they will rate consistently rate the $100 bottle of wine better than the $20 bottle of wine. There's a perception there. So I understand wanting to create a a feeling that this is something special. I understand that from a psychological standpoint, this is something that human beings react to. But I feel it's a little steep. And the question is, how does it do on those three pillars we talked about? How does an expensive pack work as a gateway? Value. You have to give people value. And there's so much less value. Yeah, so if I'm, you know, average Magic player and I'm just getting into the format, maybe I've been playing Standard a little while and I'm worried that Standard is too expensive because I keep having to buy new cards and, hey, what's this modern thing all about? And you go, well, you know, Clues, you could come and do a draft for $35. And I go, what? But I can draft the current set at like 15 bucks. Why would I pay more than double that to draft this new set? Are the cards that much better? And you no. go, eh. So I don't think it works well. I think it fights against the idea of this set working as a gateway. Uh, does the high price ease demand of the staples that get reprinted? And I would argue that no. No, it does not. Because if you had to pay more to get those packs, you're going to want more when you try and sell or trade them. You know, if I go out and I buy a booster box, do you have any idea what the MSRP for a booster box of this is? It's like $240. Yeah, that's crazy. Does it lead to a good limited experience? Well, where do you have good limited experiences? I'll tell you something. One place that people have really good limited experiences is when they and their buddies buy a box and then go over to someone's house and eat pizza and drink beers and have a draft. That's a great limited experience. Are you going to do that with a box of Modern Masters? Are you going to go, hey, you know what I want to do this weekend? I want to drop $240 on a draft with my buddies. Most likely everyone's going to chip in and they're going to have to chip in with like 12 people. Yeah. So I don't think that works well. Uh, Stores, you know, I mean, they're not going to get that much anyway, but let's assume that a store can get as much as they want. You're asking a store to have a pretty big initial layout of cash for maybe a profit, maybe not. It's hard to judge demand. I don't know. I I think that the price tag actually works against the set, even before we begin to talk about the value of the set. Now, the value of the set, uh, I uh, smarter people than myself, or at least people who study this far more than myself, have looked at it, and I think it would be hard to argue that there is more value in this set in the cards than in the original Modern Masters. People think there is? No, I'm saying you can't. I'm saying no. that's 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 just not... And no no reasonable person would argue that, is what I'm saying. I don't, yeah, I don't think you could. Yeah, I don't, I don't think you could either. 
So the value is not there, I don't think. Now, let's talk about archetypes, if we could. How would you like to, t- to do that? Because my initial impression is exactly the same as yours. I feel like this set has no cohesion, right? The original Modern Masters, there were very, very clear deck archetypes. You could go, yes, you could go goblins, you could go giants, you could try and build the storm deck. It's, it's tricky, but you can try and pull it off. Uh, you can build the artifact deck, you can build the affinity deck, essentially. You can do these things. But, I just don't, it's not as clear in this one. Now, part of the reason that it's not as clear in the, or you could build the Rebels deck, that was another big one. Part of the reason it's not as clear in this one is, there's no tribal here, right? Nope. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't think a set has to have tribal to succeed. I'm a tribal player, I enjoy tribes, but, well, tribes too, I, I played far more often than, than tribes, there's a little video game reference for everyone, but, uh, I, not having any tribes feels weird to me, if you will. Uh, and at first glance, it feels like there are all these weird mechanics and things that are thrown together, and it doesn't look like there's enough support for them. Like, why is Sunburst a thing? Uh, yeah, that's... Five that's, colors is gonna be awful to play. Well, how many, how many Sunburst cards are in this set? Like two or three? Now, let me actually check. I've got a, I've got a search up here that I was doing some of these just before the show, but Sunburst is not one that I looked at. Uh, the original Modern Masters had Sunburst on some cards. They had a decent chunk, and five colors was way more viable because you had the, the two counterlands, the Vivids. Okay, so how many, uh, without looking it up, I just want to get your impression, how many cards do you think were in the original Modern Masters that had Sunburst? I'd say five. Okay, you're very close. It was four. There were four Sunburst cards in the original Modern Masters. Do you know how many there are in this one? Three. Two. There are two Sunburst cards in this edition. Makes no sense. And they are Etched Oracle and Skyreach Manta, and that's it. Which, by the way, they were both... In the original Modern Masters. Such a waste. But they do, I guess, help your, uh, help your five color strategies, which I guess we're gonna encourage, cause we did print the Karoo lands? But the, the Sunburst matter of, uh, that's domain that matters basic land types. Sunburst matters, matters mana spent, right? Yeah, color of mana spent. So we do have other ways to make colored mana. We have, we, we do have, uh, uh, Mox Opal. For instance, the Eldrazi spawn tokens don't help because they're colorless. But uh, are there even enough that of Eldrazi spawn tokens that actually make enough? I think that there are only three cards that create Eldrazi spawn. One of them is black too, so that's not even a ramp color. Yeah. I mean, God, uh, the cohesion for this to be a decent draftable set, I think, is so far between. One, it's definitely not obvious. Your archetypes. Yeah. And I understand not all should be obvious, but some should be. Yeah, and th- and that's what I'm trying to say. You know, I, I don't want to say that this is going to be a bad draft format. I, I don't know that. I'm not really that much of a drafter, and I haven't played it. What I want to say is that it's not obvious, right? And don't get me wrong, you might be, you might have a more, you might have a deeper, richer experience if it's not obvious. Once people play it a bunch, they get a chance to, uh, you know, dig deeper and find synergies that you don't spot immediately. But the problem is 
this is a limited release set. We're not going to be playing this for months and months and months. You're going to have maybe two weeks that your local game shop will actually have any of this that you'll be able to draft with. And you could say, oh, but the GPs. No, 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 but you're not drafting at the GPs. You're playing limited. You're playing sealed. I mean, sure, there will be draft side events at the GPs, and that's where people will find the cool synergies. That's where people will find the, the, the hidden things that work together. But because of its limited release, because of the nature of the problem we've created here, and that's a royal we, it's, it's that Wizards has put together here, I think it's working at cross-purposes. They've created a set that, you know, I, I have faith in Wizards. I really, really do. They're good at making sets. They're good at making limited experiences that work. But I don't, I'm just unconvinced that that is going to translate well into something that is such a limited time for us to experience. That's my biggest concern here. I could understand that. So let's let me just look at a, a couple of other archetypes to compare from uh, from the previous and this whole scatter shot of there are these weird things that are all over the place. So like uh, domain, right? So there's some domain in this set, which makes it even worse because there's no one's gonna be running five basic lands. Yeah, because the Karoo lands don't help you. Uh, there are two cards with domain in this set. Why? Yeah, I, I don't, there are two sunbursts, two domain, I guess maybe we'll put those two together so that gives you four cards that you're gonna use. Uh, how about fairies? There's bitter blossom in here, so you go, oh, maybe, maybe tribal fairies is a thing. Do you know how many fairy cards there are? Two. Four. Total. Two of which I think are mythic, cause isn't bitter blossom at mythic? Bitter blossom is mythic. Okay, and so is vendillion click. Now don't get me wrong, I'm very happy to see Vendillion Click. That is a great card for modern, but it's also mythic. So that leaves what Fairy Macabre and what's the other one? Uh, I don't remember what the other one is, but there like I said, there are a total of four fairy cards here. Uh okay, we've got we've got proliferate, but we have no infect. There are six proliferate cards in here. So if you've got ways for things to have counters, I guess maybe with Sunburst, because Sunburst puts counters on things. Uh, I guess proliferate can help you there. Does I mean there's I see there's a, there's at least one creature that has wither. Right. Okay. So you've got some wither in there. So there's there's another spot where there are these synergies that aren't necessarily obvious immediately. I guess your proliferate could work well with your uh uh your planeswalkers, right? We've got yeah. two of those. They're both mythic. They're because t- they're planeswalkers. We've got Tezzeret. So hope you're playing blue because he's double blue. Uh but we have Karn. Now don't get me wrong. If I get a Karn and I have pl- proliferate cards, I will probably jam those together and see what I can get done. Because Karn, Karn's kind of good. Well, there's at least two Bloodthirst cards. So I guess proliferate I can say. Oh, and there's uh, there's Graft, right? Because there's, there's seven Graft cards. Who wants to set. play the proliferate Graft deck? No one. Uh, somebody, I guess. I don't I don't know them. But I'm gonna guess somebody does. Now, back in the original Modern Masters, you know, I didn't have to take two or three mechanics and staple them together to make a viable deck. I didn't have to make the the graft proliferate deck to make it go. I could just go, you know what? I'm gonna run giants. Because there were eleven giant cards. There were eleven giant creatures. Or things with the giant subtype. Or I could go, hey, you know what? I'm gonna run goblins because I'm clues, and that's totally what I'm gonna do. There are 14 of them in the original. 
It looks like there's a green black tokens deck. Uh there is. So of of archetypes that might be viable, uh the the tokens deck is definitely a thing. Uh our our graft uh proliferate is a thing, our sunburst domain, I guess, is a thing. Uh there is an affinity that you can try and build here, right? Because there are there are enough artifacts to do that with. But is there an affinity? I think that there are at least a few cards with affinity. Uh, I believe Thoughtcast is in here. Correct me if I'm wrong there. Somebody at home is shouting about it right now, and I'm sorry, I, I can't hear you. What was that? Oh, there's Frogmite. Oh, yeah, Frogmite's in there. So there's probably a few. Let's check. Uh, Modern Masters, Affinity, Gatherer is my friend, or at least I'll I'll hit it until it does. There are five cards with Affinity. we got Frogmite, Mirror Enforcer... Uh, Cumulox, uh, Somber Hoverguard, and Thoughtcast. So, hope you wanted to play blue. How many arcane spells are there? Uh, not enough, as I recall, or at least a surprisingly small number. But now, uh, the nice thing about, cause you can build an arcane spirit strategy, but you have to do both. Because I don't think there's enough of either one. Uh, or at least you probably won't see enough of either one when you're drafting. So, uh, arcane, we have a total of four arcane in this set. Uh, but most of them, you know, refer to spirit or arcane, for instance. I'm just saying is I see a rare artifact that lets spirits and arcane spells cost one less spirits you control get plus one plus one. Yes. If there's only four arcane spells, what's the point? Yeah, well, okay, so the question is how many spirits are there, right? Uh, I don't know. Because that's, so we got, we've got our four arcane, and I think only one of them is rare, uh, and I think it's that artifact that you were just referring to. Uh, let's check subtype spirit and see what we see. So, our subtype spirit, we have 12 spirits in this set. So. That's not uh, terrible, but one of yeah. them is rare, I know that, because one of them is Obzidat, or not Obzidat, the Ghost Council. Yeah, Ghost Council of Orzova. Yeah, so we've got one rare. Which, which this spell doesn't even help because they don't have a colored mana cost. Two, three, four. Four of the spirits are rare. Oh, man, that's too many. Now, several of them are common. Mm, are yeah, good? it's not great. Uh, okay, now let's talk about, and this is something that Squee brought up on Monday Night Magic this week, but he had an excellent, excellent point. I want to talk about the card that is the most uh, exemplary of the I have no idea why they did this, and that's Daybreak Coronet. Do you know Daybreak Coronet? That's um, Aura, isn't it? It is. It is an Aura. It is so an is enchantment it, Aura. Is it white or green? I think it's green. Uh, it's, no, it's white. It is white. Yeah. Um. It's used in the Voltron decks, the the Boggle decks. Yeah. That's the only place I ever see it. There's it's a reason new, for that. It's new art is phenomenal. Oh, yeah, its new art is quite good, and so I will admit that. Okay, so it has plus three, plus three, lifelink, vigilance, and first strike for two, two white. Ah, uh, yeah, but keep keep reading, because there's an important bit, a very important bit. Enchant creature with another aura enchanted are attached to it. You can only use Daybreak Coronet if your creature already has an aura on it. How many auras are in this deck, or in this set? 
I'm glad you asked that, because the answer is not enough that you actually want attached to your creature. Well, I, I see a rest. Yeah, but that, that doesn't help, right? No. That, in fact, is is like the opposite. I mean, you can have a really big dude who's arrested, I, I guess. Maybe that will help. There are a total of six auras in this entire set. Daybreak Coronet is one of them. Let's look at the others. We have Arrest. Don't want it. So, all right, so we know we're down to four. Narcolepsy. Don't want it. Five, three. Pillory of the Sleepless. Don't want it. Two. So we're left with Goblin Warpaint and Splinter Twin. Splinter Twin's not what we want. Yeah, because if you put the Splinter Twin and the Daybreak Coronet on your dude, and then you tap it to make a copy of your dude, the copy doesn't have the Daybreak Coronet. So you're telling me there is one. So you need to be in red-white. Yes. There's one aura yes. at common yes. that you can attach. That is useful at all. That is useful. So one of the rare spots in this set is taken up with Daybreak Coronet that if you open it, it's useless. And the only other, one of of the two auras that are actually non-hindering to you is also a rare? Correct. Wow. So this, this is, this is, I think, the, the most glaring example of where I go, I don't know why you did this. It's just getting it out there for people who want to play Boggles. That's all I can think of. I guess. But you know what is what is the price of a of a daybreak coronet these days? It can't be that bad. I don't know, but they're not easy to find. I know that. Daybreak coronet. Let's because it's been a long time since they were they were only printed in future sites. If I remember the old old uh, framing okay. future site. Okay, it's a twenty dollar card, so I guess I see it. But will it drop it? I don't know. Maybe. I do like special processions new art though. It's so pretty. Yeah, yeah, that is true. There, there is some good art in here. There are some good things in here. I don't, I don't want people to, to, to come away from this, this episode thinking, man, Rich and Clues absolutely hate the new Modern Masters. I don't. I just don't quite understand it. I just, they did such a knockout with the first one. Yeah. And this set is just, this one is just not, it's not an obvious knockout. Granted, maybe the excitement's different. Maybe we expected too much. That's possible. Or I don't, maybe it just plays better than we think it does. It just doesn't look like it does. Yeah, I mean, I freely admit I am not a drafter. I, mean, I, I just, like, I'm with you, though. Like, I don't want to open a Daybreak Coronet. I don't want to open. There's so many mythic. There's so many rares I don't want. So many. I mean, granted, I love Mirrored and Crusader. Uh, I don't want a mere entity. I really don't want a mere entity. Yeah. So hey, I, we've we've spent a long time saying what we're concerned about. I I want to end the show on a high note. I want to end the show on an up note. I want to talk about some cards. But wait, that I, I, I just, actually, I just I, just one more gripe. This one more blaring omission. I think they created. Sure. Because they gave us Battle Grace Angel. Sure. Why did? It th- they not give us the correct angel. Uh, which which angel were you looking for? Baneslayer. Uh, Baneslayer would have been awesome. I actually wanted to see uh, Linvala, Keeper of Silence. Either one of them would have been out. Linvala probably more so because she is not cheap. No, she is not, and she is good. But even like her or Baneslayer, yeah, both mythics take away mythics. Lot. One of those Elish Norn should have been one of those cards, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Even or Iona. 
I don't think she need to be reprinted. Okay, actually, actually, here I'm gonna I'm gonna do one more thing before we stop complaining. Um, because again, I I hate it when we're too negative. Uh, and I I don't want to be that way. I just wanna I I just want people to think. I want people to 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 think carefully about what has happened here. And I I'm confident that they play tested this and that they found a nice balanced limited environment that was fun. But I just don't see it. Uh, but, so someone on the internet, and I don't even know where I found this, someone went and looked at the most played cards in Modern currently, and this is probably on MTGO, because that's where these statistics are easiest to find, and they asked the question, okay, of the top cards, which of them saw reprints in this set? Okay, and so, I am going to read off the top ten most played cards overall in modern, and we'll say whether they were reprinted or not, okay? So, Lightning Bolt, yes, it was reprinted. And I will be honest, that is my favorite thing that happened in this set, because I love Lightning Bolt. Number two, Serum Visions, not reprinted. It was eligible, but it was not reprinted, because it is in sets that were old enough for... Because this doesn't go all the way through current times. This only goes up through uh, Scars of Mirrodin block. Snapcaster Mage. He is not eligible. They could not reprint it. Right? Uh, Path to Exile. Not reprinted. So of the top four, so far, one. Uh, Remand. Remand was reprinted. Uh, number six is Spellskite. Spellskite was reprinted. Remand was uh, reprinted. I didn't see Remand. Yep, Remand is in there. So is Mana Leaf, which is awesome. In fact, I gotta tell you, if you wanted to play Blue Control, yeah, they got you on this one. There's, you can totally make a Blue Control deck. It can happen. Uh, Spellskite. Spellskite was reprinted and is a highlight that we, we didn't really talk about yet, but I, I think Spellskite is a highlight of this set. Uh, Thoughtseize. Not reprinted because it's, in, it's currently in standard. That's fine. Uh, Gitaxian Probe. Could have been reprinted, but was not. Thought Scour, not reprinted. And number 10 is Tarmogoyf, and it was reprinted. So of the top 10, four were actually reprinted. It's not terrible. It's not awful. Definitely not awful. And some of them not eligible, obviously, because they're, they're too new. But why not Serum Visions? Why not Serum Visions? Did I'm they not... right there with you. Did they not want that kind of deck manipulation? The thing is, I, I don't even like Serum Visions because it's blue, but I still think it probably should have seen print here. I'm just, I mean, I, under, I do understand Serum Visions is going to be an, an F&M card for an upcoming month. Now, I think the main reason that there's no Serum Visions is because I don't think there are any other scries in this set. No. But here's the thing. We've got a lot of things where there are only a couple of them. Why not just put in Serum Visions and, I don't know, one other thing and call it a day? I mean, how many other things are in here that care about your graveyard, and yet there's Tarmogoyf? Yeah. Or or how about this? Look at some of these big, heavy hitters, things like Elishnorn and Iona. If I said to you, I've got a set with Elishnorn and Iona in it, what's the first thing you also want to have in that set? Ramp. Or, also starts with an R, but an Ram- your graveyard. Ram- Reanimation. Reanimation. Is there a single reanimation spell in this set? There's not. Even, I think outside of Fairy Macabre, there's no sort of self mill either. Yeah, there's like no way to do what you want to do with those two cards. You have to cast them. Yeah, but you don't ever want to. Yeah, you have to cast them when someone on the other side of the table probably has a cryptic command or a. Uh, uh, Everyone, there's seven and nine mana respectively. 
I mean, if your opponent hasn't beat you by that point, you're winning anyways. Yeah. And one, I think Iona is just a feel bad card that was shouldn't ever be reprinted. I yo boy, that we ought to just do a show about feel bad cards because man, I'm right there with you. Yeah, I'm gonna write I, down. I play Iona. I've played Iona. I like white, but that is just a, a an oppressive card. Okay, so like I said, I want to end the show on a high note. So let's talk about some things that I do very much like that I see here. Okay, uh, I love Lightning Bolt. I love that we see Lightning Bolt again. Um, okay. But I'm a red mage, so that's not all that shocking, right? Um, I like that we see Dismember again. Even oh, though I love that we see Dismember again. That and is God, such God. a pain. Yeah, there's some cool removal in this set, and a set without removal Which, is miserable to play. Is much better than the removal from the first one. The first one removal was pretty dismal. Yeah. But here, you got your lightning bolts, you got your uh, dismembers, uh, you've got, uh, ah, oh, there was something else. Gut shot, man. Gut shot. You keep forgetting about gut Yeah, shot. well, it only kills so many things, but yes, it does kill, it does kill things. Kills their noble hierarch. It does. It does. And how many hey. people open, open their hand with a noble hierarch and plan their entire hand based around the fact that they have a man dork? Always bolt the bird. Right, that or, is just advice for life. Or elf, or hierarch, any yeah, other well, one mana, one toughness, mana dorks that come down right away, kill it. Yeah, did your opponent turn one play a mana dork? If you can kill it, do so, because it they're counting so on it. It is so worth the two life. And they are now screwed. So worth the two life. Uh, I do like they reprinted Noble Hierarch. I think that's probably the best green reprint they did. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree, uh, although... Uh, there are only three Exalted cards in the set, so it's kind of weird. Exalted does, but that's not why she's reprinted. No, it's not. It's not. She's an excellent, excellent card, and it's nice to see her again. Uh, I like Dispatch, that really goes, I think they did a pretty good job with Metalcraft. Uh huh. Uh, I already mentioned Spectral Procession. Yeah, very good card there. I like I mean, I like and don't like the, the fact that they printed Mirror Entity, as in, like, if I'm drafting, I don't want it, but I think it's a cool card in itself, mm-hmm. and I think it's cool that it's more accessible again. Right. But this is also a changeling. This is the only changeling they have. Uh, how do you feel about Niv-Mizzet, the Firemind, being here? Out of place? He does seem out of place, yes. Because I'm looking outside of the um, the dual color cards, I, I don't really see a good solid green blue red strategy yeah i mean there there are a couple of good there are some good well here's the thing there are good cards in blue there are good cards in red you're gonna build a blue red good stuff is what you're gonna do i mean yeah i understand you get the lightning bolts you get the you get the mana leaks and um stuff like that so i mean i guess i get it um i mean there is electrolyze Mm mm-hmm and granted, it's uncommon, but it's electrolyzed, and that card's so good. But it feels like every color that's pairing with blue is really controlly, except the artifact one. Even though, even even that's a little bit controlly in itself, mm-hmm. because I mean, you got electrolyzed, you got uh, Mystic Snake. Um, I don't remember what Prax. What's Plaxcaster Froglung do again? Oh, it's Graft. Yeah, it's Graft. And it gives Shroud. I mean, I don't, it's, I'm okay with Nimbus. It's the older one, which is clearly the only one they could print. Um, they didn't do Obsidian. They didn't do any, any sort of combo. Because I noticed we have Kiki, Jiki, and Swinger Twin, but there's no Deceiver Exarch. 
Here, here's what I want to know. Where's, uh, where's my batter skull? That's a good question. I mean, we've got living weapons in here. Where's the best living weapon ever created? Yeah, I was going to say, they're okay, but the inclusion of living weapon but leaving out batter skull just makes me go, where's batter skull? I do like the lore scale coral. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't even notice until now. We've got, we've got tumble magnet. Yeah, I noticed that. That's, yeah. Yeah, you throw that in your proliferate deck and hijinks ensue. That is true. Okay, sorry, I got sidetracked. I don't like Demir Guildmage. I don't like the fact that there's like two guild mages in here. And it's two of the weaker ones, especially like the Selesnya guild mage. The colors they're going for, <coughs> excuse me, for tokens is heavily green-black. Well, I guess that's not true. They really give tokens a more of a junk strategy because there's special procession and um, raise the alarm. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess they put tokens in white as well. I mean, that's just it. Like, it doesn't feel – your token strategy, it feels like it's too spread out between three colors. Yeah. So, okay. So, here, I'm going to say something that's going to seem kind of weird in the way I'm saying it. This Modern Masters set feels more like modern than the first Modern Masters set. The first Modern Masters set felt like a set and felt like it had an identity, and this one just feels like it's all over the map. Yeah, which is modern. Yeah. But the number one cool guy who's in this entire set, number one, we haven't even mentioned him yet, is Kiki Jiki Mirror Breaker. I didn't think he was too outstanding in the first one. I just love Kiki Jiki, that's all. I know you do. I know you do. The thing is, most of the things that you'd want him to actually copy are legendary and you can't copy them. Yeah. Okay, there is only two leashes. That's how I saw three for a second. I like the lesions. I think they fit. The thing is, though, I think they fit in the same deck. The great white token strategy, the junk token deck. Mm-hmm. So I guess you know, Selesnya Guild Mage and um, Wiltleaf Wiltleaf Liege both have hybrid green, so you didn't have to play the white if you really didn't want to. You just have to be really heavy green. Yeah, but you want the white so you can uh, have your O ring because it's the universal solvent. So, okay, maybe you just play white-black, and then you just have to pay their white costs. Maybe splash a little bit of green so you can pay some of the green costs to get more saps. Maybe. Yeah, so overall, I'm going to I'm gonna give this, uh, this, this entire set a tilt my head and go, huh? Uh, I, I just don't know yet. I, I can't. I, I'm excited to see it happen. But I just don't know what the experience is going to be like, and I still worry that it's too limited of a uh, a release for it to really shine. That's fair. And that's that's my big complaint about how Modern Masters is operating. You know, another complaint that I have that I'd like to see, and I I don't think they'll do it, and I don't think it will happen. Since we're going to treat Modern as a pseudo-eternal, non-rotating format, it would be awesome to have a mechanism by which we can print new cards for Modern without destroying Standard in the process. So much in the same way that we can, through uh, special products and limited release products, we can introduce cards that go into Legacy, it would be great if they were willing to say, okay, we're going to introduce some cards that we think need to be in modern, but we know will break standard. We're going to do that in our modern masters sets. I don't know. It's hard to say. It's 
I mean, that's not what Modern Masters is. It's not new cards. I know. I know. And I, it's, I think, it, I think that helps, doesn't help them with their idea of when you buy a pack, you know, you can use it in standard. When, when you see a new card, that's, you know, you play that in standard. And I think it's easier when it's in like that other product for them to understand versus if you're buying something in a pack. In a booster, yeah. And I think that's where the line is, crosses into the confusion. I could be. Could be. I don't know. That, that that's my opinion on that, so I don't know for sure. Yep, yep. So those are our feelings on Modern Masters. Uh you know, I'm I'm sure that everybody who plays in events are gonna have fun. Um uh, I'm sure that Vegas is still gonna be awesome just because of the the huge number of uh, side events and artists and the main event being so big. I'm sure that all of that is gonna be a great time. But I just don't feel as excited by this Modern Masters as a set than I do of the original. But I have faith in Watsy that they have made a limited environment that's enjoyable. I just, I just don't know how much people are going to be able to enjoy it unless they increase their distribution of these, these sorts of things. So I guess that's all I have to say about that. That's fair. All right. So anything else we want to say before we wrap this up here? I don't think so. Man, and I was worried that we wouldn't have enough to say, and we rambled for an hour. Look at that. It's because we're awesome. Yeah, yeah, let's go with that. We're we're awesome. Hopefully you think we're awesome. You Maybe you don't. Maybe you think we're totally off base on everything we just said. Maybe we had some it, glaring omission. I hope we're wrong. I really do. I do. I do, too. Uh, you know, like I said, I'm not willing to write this set off yet or say that it's terrible or sucks. I'm just willing to say that I don't, I don't, I don't get it. It doesn't click for me like the first one did. Uh, we'll find out in a couple of weeks when Vegas happens. I can tell you that for sure. Uh, so there you go. Well, if you do disagree with us or you want to give us feedback or you want to tell us what a great time you had playing Modern Masters with your friends or at your local game shop, if you want to tell us any of those things, there are lots of ways to get a hold of us. You can find us on our website. We are cardadvantagecast.com on the interwebs, and there you can find the RSS feeds. You can subscribe to this very show, which if you're listening to it, you probably already subscribed, so that doesn't really help you, but eh, there you go. If you want to email us, we are mtgcardadvantage at gmail.com. If you want to hit us on the Twitters, we are at Card Advantage. As for me, I will be at GP Vegas. So uh, just yell judge, raise a hand, and statistically speaking, you'll get one of the other like 500 judges who are there other than me. But maybe you'll get me. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, you can also often find me over at Atomic Empire in Durham, North Carolina. It is a great shop, and you should check it out. If you want to find me on the Twitters, I am at Lockluze, spelled just like it is in the show notes. I am at Mind Mage. Also spelled like it is in the show notes. There's a four and a Soren fanboy winky face and some other stuff that's in there, but uh, it's Mind Mage. That's how it's pronounced. The Soren fanboy is is silent. Yeah, there's a si- silent Soren fanboy winky face. That's right. There's always a, a silent Soren fanboy. Uh, so there you go. Uh, you know, I'm sorry if we felt a little bit negative today, but uh, we're a little confused. Um, and it's definitely not like us to be this negative towards Watsy. And this is, I mean, that's just kind of what we feel, and that's how strongly we feel about it. Yeah, I'm, you know, we're just giving you our honest initial impressions. I'm sure that there are other folks who are better at limited than we are, who have had much more thorough and in-depth analysis of all the different uh, archetypes and the different strategies that you can do. But, you know, we're coming at this as two guys who play Magic. 
you know, we're, we're kind of your average Joes, as it were. And, uh, I, I don't know. I just don't know. But, surely we'll find out soon. Well, thank you all very much for listening, and we will see you all next time. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, I'm so... I'm troubled. I'm vexed. I am vexed is what I am. It's very... yeah. But, you know, they're good at this. They know what they're doing, right?